talking today, the whole day across the church about our goals. We've got seven goals as a church because I believe we've got a mission. I don't know why you're here, but we're here to serve Jesus, to build and establish a church in Berlin and to look towards Eastern Europe. So I'm hoping that while you're here, that you want to be a part of that, that you'd love to contribute in some unique, incredible way because everyone's got something to contribute, amen? So today, last week was about moving from friendly to friends. It's the hardest thing to do. Don't think it's easy, but it's about letting him in and then he'll give you the wisdom to find out who else. We can improve our friendship by just enjoying our friendship with Jesus. I know it's so simple, but it's what makes the difference. Tonight is about serving. The second goal we have as a church is not just get people to become friends, uh, friends with Jesus, friends with each other. It's also about serving, taking on the nature of a servant. Uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says this, Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve others and to give my life as a ransom for many. So Jesus has already located himself in our life in, in, towards us as a servant. He's come to serve. And the word is not a mystery to all of us. We kind of know about it, but we've got to understand the profound impact serving will have on your life as you continue to live a life of service to the Lord. So let me give you another one. Philippians chapter two, verse five to eight. In your relationships with one another, follow the example and mindset of Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God, something to be used in his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So what does God do? He takes on the nature of a servant. God doesn't come in as a hero. God doesn't come in as a warrior. God doesn't come in as a, as a big intimidating, I'm God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not that dramatic, but... No, he turns up as a servant. Oh my goodness, overwhelming. Not. It's like Christmas. Unto you a child will be born. Oh, so cute. No one's threatened by a child. No one's overwhelmed really by someone who comes to serve. It's something that like, what? You know, if you wanted to turn up, how would you turn up? I'm just turning up as a servant. I, I, how's your serving? I'm not talking about tennis. How is Nadal doing actually? Is he, is he winning? How's your serving? You, if we as a church can get a hold of this idea of serving, what do you do after you believe? after you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you take on the nature of a servant. You're now positioned as a son in the house, like a daughter in the house. So from that family member status, you now serve the Father's interests on earth. So whatever you get to do with your life, the uniqueness of your life, the giftedness of your life, can you do it unto the Lord? Because you're, labor of love, the work that you do will eventually 
Egypt is a mighty nation. All we look at right now is the remnants. We look at the the, 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 the wars that we've kind of put back together. I've been to Luxor and saw the Valley of the Kings, the Valley of the Queens. I've seen some, I've literally in a hot eye balloon gone over Ramos II's temple. And I literally felt like I could see him. It's called imagination. You've got one, I've got one. And, and, and I'm looking over the, 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 the glory of Egypt that is literally just under the dust. So whatever you esteem to, whatever you think is gonna be great, how does God define greatness? Do you know me and do you know who you are? Do you know me and do you know who you are? Because if you know who I am, you will know who you are. And if you know who you are, you will know who I am. It's interchangeable. In other words, they work together. How are you getting on with getting to know the Father? Because I tell you what, the lights will go on with who you are. And so you've got to get that cloud off you. You've got to get that heaviness off you. You've got to get that confusion out of your life. You've got to live in the light of who He says you are, amen? So you can see in our relationships, He is saying, hey, if you want your relationships to work, try serving, not taking. Jesus came into the greatest relationship with humanity and He came as a servant. He's saying, if you want to do better with your relationships, try the attitude of a servant. Now, what's the attitude of a servant? Well, there's lots of things. But you have to understand, if you want to build strong relationships by choosing to serve each other, you've got to better know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you're going to complicate it. You're going to mess it up. And by the way, we all do. (laughs) It's not like we're aiming for perfectionism. We've got it with Him. That makes us florable. In other words, because we're connected to divinity, because we're connected to perfection, we actually have, He's given room for us to fall over many times. The key is not falling over. The key is getting back up. It's called taking responsibility. It's learning from whatever happens. You learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. And if you learn always from your successes, come on, talk to me. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that this is what he says. So let me get on and just give you a few things here. The, script, the verses hopefully will come up. So if you wanna serve the Lord, I, I did a lot this morning, but I'm gonna do a few things tonight that, You all know, but I'm just gonna help you with reminding you. Is that okay? The first thing, if you wanna serve the Lord, serve the Lord with gladness. Not madness, gladness. Still works. Psalm 100 verse one to three, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us, not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Amen. You want to serve the Lord? Serve the Lord with enthusiasm. Give me enthusiastic people any day. Listen to me. If you want to serve the Lord, serve the Lord with enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is contagious. It changes the atmosphere. Is there anything you're enthusiastic about? 
Romans chapter 12, verses 10 to 12, it says this hopefully on the screen. As brothers and sisters in Christ, let us have genuine affection for one another and a willingness to let the other person Struggling to say this one right now. I'm only teasing. And a willingness to let the other person have the... Really? Tear that one out of your Bible. Let us not allow slackness to spoil our serving. (laughs) Can you spoil your serving? According to this, slackness spoils your serving. And let us keep the fires of the Spirit burning as we do our work enthusiastically for the Lord. Base your happiness on your hope in Christ. Base your happiness on the hope in Christ. When trials come, endure them (laughs) patiently, steadfastly, and maintain a habit of prayer. It's just so easy, isn't it? But listen, if you're going to serve the Lord, serve the Lord enthusiastically. Whatever you get to do, do it with enthusiasm. Have you ever seen anyone skateboard unenthusiastically? Number three, serve the Lord with your gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There's different kinds of spiritual gifts, but they all come from the same Spirit. There are different ways to serve the same Lord. And we can each do different things. Let the same God works in all of us. Yet the same God works in all of us and helps us in everything we do. Each person is given their gift by the Spirit that they may make the most of it. Make the most of the gift that you have been given. Amen. So serve the Lord with your gifts. And if you don't know what your gifts are, come and talk to Joyce. Ask. Talk to your friends. Talk to each other. But don't be here and be clueless about the uniqueness of who you are and what you bring in Jesus' name. Serve the Lord with your gifts. Number four, serve the Lord with all your heart. Is there any other way? Thank you for that answer. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22 to 23. You are, you who are employees, obey your employer. Work hard for them all the time. Oh, here's another Bible verse I want to rip out of the Bible. Not just when you are, not just when they are watching you. It's called home office, so. Work for them as you would work for the Lord. Oh, really? Yes, because you honour God, whatever work you do, do it with all your heart. Do it for the Lord and not for man. You just get this worked out. You're not doing it for men. You're not doing it for women. You're not doing it for an organisation. You're doing it for the Lord. That's where your reward comes from. That's where the joy is. That's where the strength is. So serve the Lord with all your heart. There's nothing worse than half-hearted serving. Who could climb Mount Everest half-hearted? Why would you do anything half-hearted? 
I don't even know what that looks like. Seriously, why would you do anything? I'd either do it or I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna do anything half. I'm in or I'm not in. Number five, two more to go. Serving the Lord is better than serving yourself. Serving the Lord is better than serving yourself. Serving the Lord is better than serving yourself. Psalms 84 verse 10, a single day in the courts, in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather serve as a gatekeeper in the house of my God than to live the good life in the homes of the wicked. So get a revelation of serving. Serve the Lord is better than serving yourself. Seriously, it's so much more rewarding, so much more rewarding and meaningful when you dedicate your life to Him and to what He is about. And you'll, it will lift you and it will lift everyone around you. Number six, serving the Lord in God's house prepares you for life. I wish, honestly, this is a big one and I struggle with this and I need you to pray for me and help me with this, but I don't know why those who say yes to Jesus and then think they can fulfill God's work on earth by disconnecting from the church. It just does not happen. And everyone comes up with some kind of makeshift idea to justify their reasons. No, God designed it for His children to be in His house. And I don't think it's up for arguments, actually. I just think, why is it so hard for us to stay planted in the house of God? Easy, because it doesn't go my way. Oh, okay. Because I don't like everyone in the church. Oh, okay. It's got nothing to do with people in the church you don't like. It's actually asked the bigger question, which is really hard to do. Do you even like yourself? We always look out before we look in. If you ever think it's out here, it's not, it's in. But let's deal with the unpleasantness in the church. And if there is an unpleasant people, okay, let's, let's address that. But would you take time to look at yourself as well? That is where it's so hard. You mean I've got to look at myself first? Yes. Very quiet in this excited beginning church. <laughs> but listen to me, if you want to serve the Lord, serve the Lord and let Him prepare you for life. I, today I am literally a product of the house of God. I came at 23, I had no idea on a lot of areas in life, just to be honest. And it's through the house of God I've learned how to be a father, how to be a husband, how to be a friend, how to be a man of God, how to be a man of faith, how to be a decent human being. And trust me, I am a work in progress just like all of us. However, I have made my peace with my flaws. I know what to do with them. I know where to go with them. I know what to do when it comes to my life. And I will be found in the house of the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm not gonna run away from the house of God. I'm not. And so make a decision, have a non-negotiable in your life. I won't do life without the house, without Him and His house. It's not just Jesus, it's Jesus and the church. Physical relationship here, spiritual relationship. How do you prove to the world that you have a meaningful relationship with a God that no one can see? You outwork it here. Your faith means something more spiritually because you outwork it physically. I've been saying this every week for a while now, but you've got to get it solid. It's not good enough just to be spiritual. Take that spiritual revelation and put it to work with the people that sometimes you find difficult to be with. It's easy to love the lovable. 
But what do you do when someone irritates you? Delete. No. Well, on social media, yeah, but it's about building a church of diversity. So I want to move on quickly, but serving the Lord will prepare you for life. Listen to me, serving the Lord will prepare you for life. You don't need to keep making the same mistakes. You don't need to keep falling back. You don't need to get dragged back. You need to believe who He said you are. You're a daughter of the King. You're a son of, you're a son of God's purposes, amen. And so let the house of God prepare you, strengthen you. If you're not married, guys, if you're not married, let the house of God help you to be marriage material. Can I say that publicly? Yes! I've just said it. What is marriage material? Oh my goodness. Have I gone too far? No. Because we need help. I was no good to Joyce. Was no good to Joyce. It's the house of God that shaped me. It's the house of God that prepared me. It's the house of God that knocked the rough edges off. And it's exactly the same for the daughters of the King. Maybe you're not married. Maybe you want to be married, but let Him work in you. Let Him work through you. Let Him anoint you. Let Him be the one that satisfies so you don't have to go looking for it in all the wrong places. It's not that you don't have needs, we do. It's not that we don't have wants, we do. It's do you know how to meet them needs the right way? Do you know how to meet them wants the right way? Amen. And the final one is serving the Lord takes a different spirit. Do you have a different spirit? The Spirit of Christ has been placed inside of you. Why would you have a different spirit if you've received the Spirit of Christ? The Spirit of Christ has been given to us. Same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you. You have a different Spirit. Bring that different Spirit to every area of life and you watch how God begins to work. How can you say you're bored with your faith? Oh my goodness, there's no boringness in serving Jesus. But that's the problem. Maybe we've stopped serving and that will lead to boredom. You wanna keep growing? Stay serving. You want to stop growing? Stop serving. That's the way the kingdom works. Numbers chapter 14, but my servant Caleb had a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. I will bring him into the land he went to and his, listen, his descendants will inherit it. You know, having a different spirit is not just for you. It's for your friends. It's for your community. It's for your family. It's for your work. It's for your city. It's for your nation. It's for your descendants. It's for your inheritance. A different spirit will always give God something to work with. And my prayer is that you and I will say yes to a different spirit, a generous spirit, a kind spirit, a determined spirit, a spirit that thirsts and hungers for the presence of God, amen. So you wanna serve the Lord, serve the Lord with a different spirit, not with strings, not with attachments, not with conditions, not with preferences. Here I am, Lord. Put me to work in Jesus' name. You watch, your life will never be boring. It will just go forward in Jesus' name. Can anyone say amen?